As you guys know, we've talked many times on this podcast about CRT, the curriculum choices of school boards, and woke books found in libraries across our entire nation. Many of you have asked about alternative literary choices, and if you've never heard of the Tuttle Twins, you are in for a treat. The current political and economic climate is coming to a critical tipping point, and socialism's popularity is on the rise. Educating your children about freedom is more important today than ever. For more information about the Tuttle Twins and to take advantage of special discounted offers, go to TuttleTwins.com forward slash ref forward slash Heidi. I'll also drop it in the show notes. Hey, everyone. Good morning. This is Heidi St. John. Thank you guys so much for listening. You have found me at my little corner of the internet. Today is Monday, January 10th. And today I'm going to take some time and answer your questions. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Well, I hope you guys had a fantastic weekend, and uh, we're just kind of moving our way slowly through the month of January. I still feel a pretty large sense of optimism that uh, good things are coming in 2022. I mean, everywhere I go, I'm hearing people are waking up, they're getting off the bench and onto the battlefield, and that's encouraging because we've spent a whole lot of time uh, watching the left hijack this country and, frankly, watching the church do nothing about it. So anyway, I'm going to be uh, hopping on your questions today and answering a few of them. If you guys have questions that you would like me to answer, the way to submit those to me is going to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. You can also submit me a question as in a voicemail form if that's what you would rather do, which frankly is kind of fun. We're going to listen to a couple of those today. And the way that you do that is by going to anchor.fm forward slash Heidi St. John forward slash message. And you can reach me there. Remember, those need to be under a minute. And so we want to keep those short and sweet and to the point. Thanks for everybody that turned out to the Freedom Revival in San Diego this last weekend. What an incredible thing to see so many people getting off the bench and onto the battlefield. So thank you guys so much for doing that. So speaking of leaving voicemails for me, the first question I'm going to answer comes from Robin. Let's play the question regarding OSHA and the ETS uh, requirement, and then I'll answer it. Hi, Heidi. I am confused on the OSHA ETS. Is the ETS only for healthcare workers or does it apply to other companies as well? I work at a company that is not a healthcare company, but they are uh, putting OSHA's ETS into effect on January 4th. And I'm not sure if it applies, really applies to us or not. Thanks for your help. All right. So this is actually an ever-changing, constantly moving the goalposts because Biden, you know, the the uh, the commander in chief, the criminal in chief, the guy who can't, you know, obviously his elevator doesn't go all the way to the top floor, but he apparently wants to make sure that every single person in the United States is vaccinated, whether they need it or not, whether they've had COVID or whether they didn't, whether they have are immunocompromised and can't get a vaccine or whether they don't or whether they just have an objection to it. Uh, Biden, wildly outside of his jurisdiction, as I've been saying over and over again, But the question remains, what is next for these employee uh, mandates? So the Supreme Court has granted review. 
in legal challenges to two White House vaccine rules. Remember, this is under the Emergency Temporary Standard, or ETS, all right? So the first is the Emergency Temporary Standard for large employers with over 100 employees, which was issued by OSHA, which I can't stand for 100 different reasons, but that's another podcast. The ETS, the Emergency Temporary Standard, requires employers to either mandate vaccination or require unvaccinated employees to undergo weekly testing. So after OSHA issued the rule, private employers, labor unions, state governments, um, individual employees across the country did the thing they should have done, which is to file lawsuits in every Uh, in nearly every federal circuit court. So the Fifth Circuit was the first to issue a decision and they agreed with the plaintiffs. And so they issued a stay against the rule. The Fifth Circuit concluded that OSHA had grossly exceeded its authority, hello, in requiring vaccination without regard to the conditions of individual workplaces. However, this was not the end for the emergency temporary standard. You guys, do you understand what's happening, right? All the things that the government is doing right now, they're doing it under emergency orders. So the ETS, the Emergency Temporary Standard, is just another, uh, you know, another term for the overreach of government. We're doing, oh, because it's an emergency. We're locked in this perpetual state of emergency. What a bunch of garbage this is, right? So the Supreme Court also granted a review in a similar legal challenge to vaccinate, to to a vaccine mandate imposed on healthcare employers by the Centers for Medical and Medicaid Services. This was the CMS mandate that we heard about forever. So just like the emergency temporary standard, plaintiffs immediately sued to enjoin the CMS rule from going into effect. What does Biden do? Bam, he issues Executive Order 14042, a final mandate facing judicial scrutiny is this particular executive order, which requires federal contractors to impose vaccine requirements on their covered workers, again, without a testing alternative. So a federal judge in Georgia halted enforcement of the executive order, and he issued a nationwide injunction. Then the federal government, you know, in their never-ending quest to steal your freedom from you, Uh, They went ahead and appealed to the 11th Circuit, which denied its request to stay the injunction and allow enforcement while appeal is pending, meaning the vaccine mandate for federal contractors is on hold unless and until the appeals court rules otherwise. Now, at the time of this recording, you guys, these things are changing every 15 minutes. So uh, at the time of this recording, it, it might be that things that were in place then are no longer in place. But the bottom line is that I think uh, employers need to keep a close eye on the developments because the Supreme Court and the 11th Circuit are going to start ruling on these things. And the fate of the vaccine mandates are going to come down really from the Supreme Court. And you guys, I'm sorry, but this is my vote of no confidence in Amy in Amy Coney Barrett, who I've not seen very good things from. And, and uh, I've talked to many conservatives who are like, we told you this was going to happen. Uh, and so I'm, I actually, there's only two people on the Supreme Court that I actually believe to be true conservatives who will stand for the Constitution and against this terrible government overreach. And so I love to sit here and say, you know, I think the Supreme Court's going to do the right thing. Uh, I I actually don't. I did see that uh, Mike Pence, the former vice president, has now asked the Supreme Court to block the OSHA mandate. And so my advice to you, if you are a business owner, 
um, is just hold on, because I think the Supreme Court is is going to rule on this. Um, the uh, the amicus brief from Advancing American Freedom says that the OSHA uh, OSHA rule is exceeding its authority, the authority that was granted to it by Congress, and used a temporary standard as a shortcut to go around a typical rulemaking process. So Vice President Pence is arguing that the rule, which also requires companies with 100 more workers to figure out who is unvaccinated and test them weekly, is going to cause upheaval in the workplace. Of course, he's completely right about that. Again, this is Heidi St. John's vote of no confidence that the Supreme Court will do the right thing because the White House is countering that while vaccination is going to make workers' lives uh, easier under the rule, the new standard amounts to weekly testing and it doesn't actually compel a person to get injected with the vaccine. So they're going to say, look, there's a there's a workaround, right? You know, if you don't want to, if you don't want to comply with our tyrannical edict that you get the vaccine, then we're going to be okay with weekly testing. You guys, I have to wonder what the heck is in that weekly test. And if it's good for you to be uh, testing and shoving a swab up your nose every week, I would say it isn't. I think this is tyrannical. Uh, But again, uh, it's it's very ambiguous right now, Robin. So the answer to your question isn't as easy as I would like it to be. If I was talking to your employer, I would say, hold off, wait until the Supreme Court's rule comes down, and then we can collectively breathe a sigh of relief, or you're going to see uh, mass noncompliance in the United States. I actually think that's what's going to happen. Because the truth is, people are getting sick and tired of this. Where to run? I, I said the other day, you know, three. Uh, we are on year three of two weeks to flatten the curve. Clearly, the government has not gotten the message that we don't want to be told what to do with our own bodies here in the United States. And no, that has nothing to do with the topic of abortion. Do you want the best night's sleep you've ever had in your life? Well, after years of trying almost every brand out there, Jay and I switched to the MyPillow mattress, and we are so glad that we did. The MyPillow mattress is a medium firm memory foam mattress that offers excellent support and above average pressure relief and responsiveness. It works well for all sleeping positions and is excellent for anyone suffering from back pain. The MyPillow mattress is made right here in the United States and has a 10-year warranty, a six-month money-back guarantee, and FedEx will deliver it right to your door. It's easy to set up. Just unroll it and watch it come to life. You guys, check it out. See it for yourself for a 60-day trial period. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square or call 1-800-447-0541 and use promo code Heidi. MyPillow is made in the USA again, and it comes with a 10-year warranty. So you know it's going to last and it has a 60-day money-back guarantee. So you've got nothing to lose. It's time to start getting the quality sleep we not only want, but we need. Go to MyPillow.com or call 1-800-447-0541 and use promo code Heidi to take advantage of this special offer. That's MyPillow.com, promo code Heidi, H-E-I-D-I, or call 1-800-447-0541. So thanks, Robin, for that question. And uh, keep us posted on how it's going in your workplace. Next question comes from Jessica. She is a reluctant homeschool mom who has found a need and gotten off the bench and onto the battlefield. Let's listen to Jessica's question. Hello, Heidi. Merry Christmas. My name is Jessica, and I am sending you a message from Virginia, and I have been listening to you for probably six months now, and you've been a huge encouragement to me. 
And I wanted to ask your advice about something. I am a reluctant homeschool mom. As of 2020, I pulled my children out of the public schools here and started homeschooling them. And I um, got involved with the homeschool community here, which has been great. However, I saw a huge need um, that there weren't a lot of opportunities for music for kids here that were homeschooled. And being a musician myself, I wanted to um, do something about that. So after being very hesitant to think that I was the person. God has made it very clear that I'm the person to start a homeschool band in my community. So I basically want to ask for your advice and also for fundraising advice for that. So thank you so much. Jessica, I am so proud of you. First of all, you did the hard thing, right? You decided I'm going to do the thing. I'm going to homeschool my kids. So you jumped off out there and and you're doing the thing, so good for you for doing that. I love that you've seen a need. I wonder what would happen if all of us started looking through the same lens that you're looking through and we were all looking for the needs around us and what are our unique gifts and abilities to be able to address the needs of the country and of our communities right now. So I applaud you for doing that. Good job. Uh, I love that you heard the Lord. Yes, you're the person. You're the person. So how to start a homeschool band. So a couple of things I would tell you right away. When I started the very first homeschool co-op in uh, northern Washington, I did that really with uh, help from my children and one other friend. And so what we did, you know, and things were different. This was 20 some odd years ago. Uh, Things were different then. I went to the coffee shops and I put little posters up on the wall and I invited people to a meeting. And that is how I got the word out. We really didn't have access to social media back then. The world was a completely different place. If I was going to start over again, uh, I would very much take advantage of uh, networking with local churches. I would start getting on social media and finding out where are the homeschool groups and what is being, uh, what are the talents and gifts and abilities that are in the community that I lived in. And so that's what we did uh, in Northern Washington with that very first co-op. I remember thinking, you know, I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to say, hey, I'm going to open up, you know, our church's fellowship hall on this one day. And just, you know, we set out like 15 chairs and we thought, you know, maybe 15 people would come and like 60 people showed up. And that told me, okay, it's not just me. There are a lot of people feeling this way. And so I would get out there, Jessica, and just say, hey, uh, I'm a brand new, you know, newish homeschool mom, and I would love to see a band, a homeschool band in the area. How many of you guys would like to see the same thing? And just start putting feelers out there and give them your contact information. And then the next thing to do, obviously, is to hold a meeting and just uh, see if you can pool your talents together. And honestly, that is the best way that we have uh, that has worked for us over the years. Frankly, that's how my husband and I started the Homeschool Resource Center. It was by starting prayer meetings and just saying, hey, we're going to pray about this. If you're interested, come and hear what we think the Lord's asking us to do and pray with us that God would provide. And so we're seeing that happen over and over and over again. So uh, that's where I would say to start. And Jessica, let me know how it goes. I'm going to be really interested to hear what happens from this point on. So exciting, exciting, exciting. Uh, Let me know what it goes. All right. Next question comes from Maine. She said, Heidi, what are some good ways to answer medical professionals when they ask if you've been vaccinated? Do you say no, even to your child's doctor? Um, Okay. So tell the truth. Uh, when did we when did we get afraid to tell the truth? So if someone were to ask me, hey, Heidi, do you have uh, the COVID vaccine? My simple answer would be no. 
Or honestly, you don't even need to answer it. This is such a violation of uh, your rights under HIPAA. It's almost unbearable to me that we're even having these conversations, right? I saw a teacher standing in front of a school board trying to testify the other day, and they said, do you have a medical exemption, a reason for not wearing a mask? And they wanted her to prove to them that her exemption had been uh, accepted. And she said, she looked back at the guy who was like, are you going to approve my exemption or not? And then she looked at the school board and said, it is ridiculous that I'm having to answer this question. I didn't ask you uh, if you're pregnant or not. I don't ask you if you've had your pap smear or whether or not you have herpes. I'm not asking those questions. And yet you want to know about my medical status with regard to the face mask. The whole thing is ridiculous. This is so far, We, our country and the world really is off the rails. And why are we off the rails? Oh, that's right, a virus with a 99.9% survival rate. Amazing that this is happening. So if a medical professional, first of all, it's up to you whether you want to answer the question or not. So if they ask you if you've been vaccinated, you can say, it's not. It's none of your business. Because <laughs> like, you know, that's actually the truth. It's none of their business. Uh, if I'm in the mood to tell the truth, which I often am, I would say no. And then just let it sit. I walked into a subway in Camas, Washington the other day uh, with a couple of my kids. And we walked in and the lady across the counter was like, do you have a mask? And I said, no. She said, then you can't be in here. And I said, okay, see you later. I, I just, I don't play anymore. I'm not playing. This is the most ridiculous thing in the whole world. There are lots and lots of places for me to get food. And if you're going to kick me out because I won't put that stupid thing on my face, I never want to darken the door of your business again. And we're almost three years into this. And if we think for one second that these people are going to let up and give us our lives back and our freedom back and our normalcy back, we don't understand what we're up against. And so I, I am so disappointed and in many cases disgusted with the medical community right now for the tyrannical overreach and this just insane uh, propagation of fear into the culture and injecting fear into the culture every time we turn around. Uh, they're screaming at us about, you know, the new thing that's happening and Omicron is here and oh, everybody get afraid, get afraid, go home, you know, and then you, you go to, uh, you go to the news and you see uh, AOC who's, you know, down in Florida last week, you know, kissing a drag queen. Neither one of them had face masks on. These people are laughing at you. I do not know how a better way to say it. We are literally being laughed at. When are we going to expose these people? AOC lounging up in Florida in a large crowd. No, she doesn't have a mask on. And she's, you know, smacking a drag queen on the lips. All right. So rules for thee, but not for me. This is Nancy Pelosi. This is the Democrats. And why are they doing that? Because you guys, they know something that you don't know. And we've got to stop playing this ridiculous game. And so, uh, you don't have to answer that question from your healthcare professional unless, of course, it's related to your healthcare. But if you just walk in and they say, we want on your vaccination status, I'd be like, find a different doctor. But that's just me. I'm getting mad about this whole thing, as you guys can see. I, I just think it's ridiculous that we've gotten ourselves into this position in the first place. I don't know if that helps you or not, Liv. Uh, let me know. Next question comes, and this might be 
Well, maybe I can get two more. Let's see. Uh, Nicole from Redmond. Hi, Heidi. I'm a mom to four wonderful daughters, and my oldest is going to be 13 in three weeks. She has been asking about wearing makeup, and I was wondering what your thoughts are on when is a good time for allowing makeup. Thank you for all that you do. Nicole, I love this question because it tells me that you are interested in the heart of your child and in helping her make the transition from childhood to adulthood. And really, she's at the age now where they're starting to make that transition. So I I also have uh, five wonderful, beautiful daughters. And I'll tell you, the the first, you know, I always said to moms, the first cut is the deepest, right? So when you realize, oh my goodness, you know, she's not going to stay, you know, interested in playing with dolls forever and having tea parties and we're going to start transitioning to adulthood, it can be really rough because there are so many scary things out there and we want to keep our our daughter's hearts, right? That's really what we're after. And so my focus with my daughters has been to study what real beauty is. Um, if my daughter is, so my oldest right now, my youngest, not my oldest, my youngest is 11 and she's got, you know, four older sisters. And so, and you know, the, the next one up from her is nearly 17 years old. And so I've got a totally different dynamic going on in my house right now in that the youngest in our house is 11 and she is looking at, you know, all of her older sisters who have kind of made this transition. And so what we have done with our children and particularly when it comes to issues of makeup and that kind of thing is I'm always looking at their heart. I am a very reticent to let my girls start wearing makeup. So usually what I start with is a little bit of mascara. So um, we'll start, you know, I, I might, if, if she comes to me and says, mom, can I play with your makeup? Absolutely fine. But if you want, if that becomes your everyday normal thing, no, we're not doing it. So what I told my girls was you can play with it. You can try it on. Um, I can help you if you want, but we're not going to wear it in public because you're a child and that makeup really makes you look like an adult. And so when they got to be about 13, and truly a lot of how I would approach each of my daughters was based on an individual, how they were doing individually. How is their heart? Is their heart soft? Are they just chasing after the world? Is this something that is just so important to them that I need to maybe um, slow down a little bit and make sure that... um, make sure that the heart, her heart is in the right place, that they understand that inner beauty is more important than outer beauty will ever be. And yet here they see me, I'm their mom and I wear makeup obviously. And all of my older daughters wear makeup. What I want to do is ease them into adulthood and not just go, Oh, look, you're 13. Bang. Here you go. Access to everything. And so we have, we have eased all of our daughters, uh, into this transition starting with like in our house and and these are not sin issues, right? This is just how I did it. So if you didn't do it that way, I'm not saying shame on you. Okay. But when it came to, for example, getting their ears pierced, our girls have to be 13 years old to do that. It's a rite of passage in our home. And so our 11 year old feels like she's just been waiting and waiting and waiting forever. But you know what, when she turns 13 and we take her to get her ears pierced, it's going to be a really big deal and she'll remember it. And so I feel the same way when it comes to helping my daughters transition for whatever it is that they're, that they're looking at. Right. So the truth is, and we, we should just be honest about it. And this is what I've told my kids. You only get one shot at childhood. You don't get a do over. You're not going to get to do it again. And once you make that transition, uh, you don't go back. And so I want my kids to have as much, um, enjoyment for as long as they can out of the innocence of childhood. And um, I, you know, it's, it's disappointing. And I've talked about this on the show before, you know, you walk into any big box store, I don't care if it's Fred Meyer or Walmart or whatever it is. 
and you see the Bratz dolls and these girls that we're giving to our four-year-olds and five-year-olds and eight-year-olds. And these, you know, these dolls are, for lack of a better word, just um, really just sexed up. I don't know another way to say it. You know, fishnet stockings and, um, and you know, massive Botox injected lips and the whole thing, right? And I want my daughters to enjoy being a girl, being a young girl. You you only get one shot at that. And so I hang on to that as long as I can. And when they start asking questions and start wanting to, to transition, I do it as gently as I can. So that's probably the best advice that I can give you. I would just say, take it slow, your daughter's childhood and her innocence. And not that makeup is a, as a, you know, infringement on her innocence, but it definitely takes childhood to the next level. And so, uh, but 13, that's about the age. So uh, hang in there, you guys. Love on your daughters. I think the, the thing that they need to know more than anything is that they are beautiful just the way they are, that they don't need to put it, a lick of makeup on and they're going to look absolutely stunning because they're beautiful. And your daughters need to hear that from you. And then when it comes to, uh, I have one daughter in particular who's just fascinated with makeup. And actually for Christmas, I got her a whole, like a, like a makeup set with a, um, a book that she can actually practice different looks on. I don't know. She may be, you know, grow up to be a, a makeup artist. She's about to graduate from high school. So it'll be interesting to see what she does. But she understands that beauty is found inside. And we want our our daughter's hearts and my heart too. I want my heart to be a reflection of what God is doing inside of me. And that is where our aim should be as parents. We focus on that first, and then we bring them along gently as they become young women. So I hope that was helpful, Nicole. Good job with your beautiful daughters and uh, all of you out there who are doing the hard work of raising young girls. It is no joke in the culture right now. And so uh, I'm just praying for you today. That's all I've got time for. Thank you guys so much for submitting questions. If you've got a question about parenting or politics or puberty, do you guys see what I just did there? Alliteration, it's my favorite thing. Uh, you can get a hold of me, HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. Thanks for listening today, everybody, and for visiting our sponsors. I really appreciate it. Have a great day, and I will see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at momstronginternational.com. <laughs>